0: God's Spirit is here to open up your imagination in a new way with the crazy proposition that that person seated next to you, that that person at the intersection of Fourth and Walnut, that that person that you find it so hard to love, that's your sister, your brother. That's God with you.
1: From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's Podcast Sunday Series, a show that highlights weekly reflections from Old St. Patrick's Church. Today is Valentine's Day, and it's a great day to remember that if we're open to the possibilities, the power of love can truly transform our world. So in today's episode, Father McGrath challenges us to see all as our brothers and sisters, expect more of ourselves, and remember that we are always called to more love. Happy St. Valentine's Day from Old St. Pat's.
0: One of my favorite novels is The Power and the Glory by Graham Greene one of the great uh, Catholic novelists. It's a beautiful story of human brokenness and hope and even some healing. At the center of the story is a character he simply refers to as the whiskey priest. He has no name other than that, and he's a mess. A terribly broken character, caught up in the politics of his time and totally off the rails in his life. But at one moment in the story, there is an epiphany for him. There is a moment where his eyes open up to see something differently, someone in front of him, a person who's been a bit of a nemesis to him, certainly a problem in his life. And Graham Greene describes it this way. When you visualized a man or woman carefully, You could always begin to feel pity. That was a quality God's image carried with it. When you saw the lines at the corners of the eyes, the shape of the mouth, how the hair grew, it was impossible to hate. Hate was just a failure of imagination. Hate was just a failure of imagination. He's on to something here in this enlightenment or this epiphany that the whiskey priest experiences here. While looking at this person, somehow through some grace all of a sudden he sees her differently and the lines around her eyes catch him in a different way. Something about the humanity and yes the divinity of this person, the God-presence of this person strikes him for the first time in a new way, and it causes him to state, hate is a failure of imagination. It's a failure to see and to imagine what it is that might be right in front of me. So if hate is a failure of imagination, then love, it seems, must demand imagination of us. Imagination, the way it functions, it, it necessarily sort of pulls us out of ourselves. It pulls us out of the normal way of seeing or doing. It's a solution to a problem, a, a crazy vision, something different. Last Monday, to refresh my soul, I spent the afternoon at the Art Institute. Hadn't done it in a long time. And I remembered I had bought a membership and hadn't used it yet. And so for three or four hours, I got lost in that special place and the beauty of what's there, the imagination on display. Love requires imagination, something that pulls me out of myself and allows me perhaps to see something differently, a different angle, a different perspective, a solution where there were only problems. Love demands an expansion of my way of seeing and What's happening in front of me? What the whiskey priest stumbles onto in this epiphany is that every person coming to him was somehow the face of God, but most of the time he couldn't see it. His imagination was too limited, his ability to let God's grace open up the creativity and possibility. Many saints and smart people have said similar things across the ages. There's a great moment in the writings of Thomas Merton, the monk who lived down at Gethsemane Abbey. Merton had a moment once in Louisville, Kentucky, at the corner of Fourth and Walnut. It's described now in history simply as the Fourth and Walnut moment for Merton. There's a plaque there at that intersection in Louisville. And Merton says, in a moment, in a moment, I saw all these people just going about their business and crossing the street. I saw all these people for the beautiful manifestation of God that they are. An epiphany that in the brokenness and the stumbling and the imperfections of the humanity around him, for a moment, this Merton, this saint, saw them differently. The expectations and the limitations pushed back, and the ability to see them for what they really are, sister and brother, God's presence there in front of them. Hate is a failure of imagination, and love is an exercise in imagination that draws us out of ourselves into something more, some new vision of what could be. This Gospel tonight, and the Gospel that we've been reading for the last several weeks, this is all part of the Sermon on the Mount. This is all part of the core teaching, if you will, of Jesus as Matthew lays it out in his Gospel. The most essential elements of what he's come to teach, from the Beatitudes to love your enemy, from salt and light to this today. And it's hard not to be struck by what Jesus is inviting of his followers, because keep in mind, What he is saying is, you've dreamed too small a dream. You've failed to exercise your divine imagination. Because what he's doing here is he's laying out in detail some of the key elements of the law, all that has governed the, the traditions of the Jewish people. Those laws and statutes that fill the pages of the Hebrew Scriptures. The law that is delivered by Moses and is so essential to the people's life together and what it meant to be the chosen people, the chosen ones. And Jesus says, I didn't come to abolish the law, I've come to fulfill it, but You've expected too much of the law, too little of the law, I should say. You've expected too little of what God was inviting you into here. You've let it be a parameter and a guide to the external, and in those moments, that is good, and that is grace, but there's so much more to being a child of God. It's as if Jesus wants to say to those people on that hillside, longing for something more, those people like you and me, longing for a different vision of what could be, Aching for the coming of a, a different way of doing community and how we live together and how we care for one another. And so Jesus says, "You've heard it said well, the heard it said is the tradition they had been taught from their first days. You've heard it said in the core of the teaching of this tradition, the law and the prophets. But I say, go deeper. I say, have those boundaries pushed back so that you might see differently. I say, God's spirit is here to open up your imagination in a new way with the crazy proposition that that person seated next to you, that that person at the intersection of Fourth and Walnut, that that person that you find it so hard to love, that's your sister, your brother. That's God with you. In the fragile, imperfect humanity that we walk this earth with, Jesus nonetheless says, Expect more of yourselves. Demand more of the imagination that says, I'm always being called to more love. I'm being called to see differently. That as I go through my day and I go through my work and I go through what sometimes can feel like a humdrum repetition of Groundhog Day, I'm being called to see something more and something different. That God's seeking to speak to me in some new way, some renewed invitation to love like God loves, to love like Jesus loves, to love in that way that gives itself and seeks to find the abiding presence of God in everyone that comes our way, especially and most importantly when it is most difficult to love, maybe most illogical to love. Love requires imagination, pushing back of the expectations and opening up to some new vision, a step forward into the crazy proposition that God is so in love with you and this world that God is seeking to transform it through us in the ways we love, in the ways we care, in the ways we bind up the wounds, in the ways we reconcile and forgive, in the ways that the world calls us crazy, because we look like him. May we know the grace to allow that spirit of God open our hearts and imaginations to see with new eyes what's right in front of us.
1: Time now for announcements and events. Our next At the Crossroads speaker and discussion series starts tomorrow, February 15th, We invite you to join us for three special evenings as, together with highly regarded thought leaders, we explore questions of race, neighborhood, and church. The talks will take place in Old St. Patrick's Church Fellowship Hall at 625 West Adams. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. for refreshments and informal gathering. Each program will begin at 7 and end by 8.15. Are you looking for a fun night of music, dancing, pizza, crafts, glow treats, and more for you and your whole family to enjoy? Then be sure to check out the OSP Family Dance Party this Friday, February 17th, from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at 625 West Adams. We hope you'll join us for the fun. On Sunday, February 19th, join us for an interesting conversation about Chicago's West Loop, Then and Now, People, Businesses, and Buildings with Connie Fairbanks. The talk will be put on by OSP's own Encore Group and will run from 10.15 to 11.30 a.m. in Fellowship Hall at 625 West Adams. Please register on our website. Tickets are now available for our second annual Shamrock in the Block that will take place on Saturday, March 11th, Visit page 7 of our most recent Crossroads publication for the QR codes to purchase tickets and the pot of gold raffle tickets. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The homily was originally given at the 5 p.m. Mass on Sunday, February 12th by Father Pat McGrath. For more information about all resources available, visit our website at oldstpat's.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Old St. Pat's app. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's Chicago. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast.